This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is going on, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. I'm one of the hosts here, Charles Chuck Thompson. With me, as always, the one who knows everything there is to know just about, Mr. Nathaniel Paul Thurston. You know, and I say that because when I come in the door, you're like, hey, did you hear about this? Mm -hmm. Did you hear about this? And I was like, no, I didn't hear about any of that this weekend because I was moving Mainly moving and celebrating America's birthday. How did you celebrate? Did you have a have a? Do you remember? Yeah, I remember. Okay, I, I do. I went over to my brother's house for a few hours and had a couple uh, drinks, mm. a couple of adult beverages, and uh, ended up staying at my brother's house because <laughs> I was like, I shouldn't drive. So it was a good time. We had a great time. Good, good. good I'm glad. Time. Glad that you reminded me of that. Now that I just hit my four years, that's a really uh, great thing for us to. Talk about oh yeah, happy great. fourth sober birthday. Hey, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, this is Good Morning Liberty, where we talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning. Hopefully, you found the time to watch people literally set money on fire for fun last night. I was just looking out. We were in Laverne, up on this big hill at this park. And they had a really good show, actually. You just look out there in the valley, and there's just money exploding everywhere, you're all like, around. You're like, inflation what? Yeah. Who care? Who's having a hard time paying for stuff right now? These people have so much money, they're literally burning it in front of our eyes. Mm. I'm not trying to hate on fireworks. I was just thinking about that last night. It's a lot of money goes into that stuff. You know, you, you still enjoy them. I didn't pay for any this year because I wanted to uh, publicly, visibly view my own tax dollars getting set on fire mm. instead of adding any additional. So that's what I wanted to do. Um, anyway. Yeah, uh, Bailey said, congrats, you got the keys, you've been moving into that yeah. new house that you've been talking about for like, since we started the show, I'm pretty sure, since we started this podcast, Charlie's been talking about this house. Took right at 11 months to yeah. be done. Mm. So Is it is it nice? It's decent, yeah. <laughs> Good. It's, yeah, Good. It'll do. Good. I'm glad it's yeah, decent. It's a place to rest your head. <clears throat> well, yeah. uh, it's got a roof and some walls. We uh, We took the end of the week off last week. Because Charlie was busy moving, and I was also busy uncling, and uh, I was still I still worked. I just worked on trading class stuff every day, so we didn't get to talk about stuff at the end of the week. And there, were, so there were things that happened at the end of the week. We didn't of course, because we weren't here. There's so much happened. Mm -hmm. And then over the weekend, of course, a lot of things happened. And then even yesterday, of course, some uh, some stuff happened as well. One of them being a terrible mass shooting taking place in Highland Park, Illinois, up, I believe, north of Chicago, I think is where it is. They have apprehended the suspect, taking him into custody since he was white. Uh, that's part of the protocol. And, uh, and, and so it's terrible. I think six people died and a couple dozen other got injured. And that's really bad. 
Luckily for people on the left, it does appear that he was somewhat of a Trump supporter. Several pictures of him at rallies and wrapping <laughs> himself in a in a MAGA flag and and all of that. So, mm. luckily, we'll we'll have plenty to talk about when it comes to that. But uh, another terrible mass shooting. You can go back to all of our previous mass shooting episodes. We've got dozens of them now. If you want to hear our take on guns and the underlying things that lead to people doing terrible stuff like this. Mm. So also a guy like Jordan Peterson's a good person to go to to uh, to hear about that as well. If you want to listen to him talk about it in 12 Rules for Life, or I believe he had a recent podcast episode where he interviewed someone about that after the Uvalde shooting. So why are well, we talking about this, Charles? Well, the other thing too is um, one thing I don't think we, we have mentioned on that that I want to talk about briefly is just mentioning the fact that when you look at a lot of these men um, or boys, either way, they're kind of at a point in life where they don't have anything to lose. Really. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just they. It's if you look at the of the stats of fatherless homes and things like that, it's pretty mind boggling looking at that data. And so a lot of them, you know, they don't have anything to lose. And when you have nothing to lose, uh, and you're that nihilistic then uh, you can cause a lot of damage on your way out. So everyone do your job of giving everyone in your life something to lose. And then that is how (laughs) we will solve this problem. Mm. Um, I got this screenshot of this article from MSNBC. And there's a reason I brought in this screenshot. We're not actually going to do the article, but it was the top of their page. It said Highland Park shooting person of interest left online trail of violent imagery. And uh, so maybe some questionable things posted online. Not real sure about Ma- all that. MAGA, mainly. A lot of MAGA stuff. Mm-hmm. And so why would that be important? Charlie's going to read the first story in the stack today because it has to do with New York's new gun laws mm-hmm. uh, that they are trying to enact right now. I believe it did pass through the House. I don't know if it's been signed yet. And this is affecting Chicago. It's very, By yeah, the way. it is, it is. So, and uh, so New York's new gun laws, and the uh, let me bring this up on the screen. Oh, yeah, so what's in New York's new gun laws after the Supreme Court ruling? Something very troubling inside of this. This is from Reuters. Uh, new York lawmakers revamped the state's gun laws after a landmark U.S. Supreme Court decision established an individual right to carry handguns in public for self-defense. Here are some key provisions in New York's proposed gun license law. Um, the asterisk, I guess, denotes sensitive places where guns are banned. So the court said lawmakers could restrict guns from quote unquote sensitive places, giving an example, uh, giving as examples courthouses, schools, and government buildings, but warned lawmakers against applying the label too broadly. New York's proposed list of such places includes government buildings, medical facilities, places of worship, libraries. Playgrounds, parks, zoos, schools, summer camps, addiction support centers, homeless shelters, nursing homes, public transit, including the New York City subway, places where alcohol or marijuana is consumed, museums, theaters, stadiums, polling places, and the New York City's Times Square. Private businesses will be presumed to be gun-free zones unless their owners say otherwise. That's a weird one right there. Presumed to be gun-free unless they put a sign on the door saying guns are welcome. Meaning the default is that they are gun-free. You have to put a sign on the door saying that you can bring guns in here. 
Of course, this is narrowly specific. I don't feel like it's broad <laughs> yes. at all. They're not applying this broadly. There's no way this is going to get challenged in court, especially after this next section. There's a social media review. The bill would require applicants for concealed carry permits to submit their current and former social media accounts from the last three years to, re, uh, to review by the licensing officer, usually a judge or police official, to weigh the applicant's character and conduct. Hmm. So what do you think is going to happen there? Why don't we just get cameras and give people social scores? <laughs> I, social social credit system. I mean, we're that would so never far behind. No, that wouldn't happen. We're so far behind the most advanced communist nation out there, China. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why. Why would we? Why would we waste an officer's time to review somebody's social media like this when we just get everybody could just have social scores? Well, we need the social media companies to go ahead and calculate this for the officers. So when they just right. they can just pull up the information, they see what your score is right there. Now, what kind of things do you think would be included? Clearly, all they're going to look at on your social media is whether or not you have posted about wanting to harm people or to do violence and made threats against people. That's really it, right? Like you said that you're going to get a gun and kill people. And if you haven't said anything like that, they're not going to potentially find reasons to label you a potential domestic terrorist or any, any, anything else, right? There's no way. They wouldn't I mean, do that. This is the United States. Yeah, yeah. Okay. This is where freedom, let freedom ring. Of course. Let the white dove sing. Of course, yeah. You know? Uh, increased, by the way, that's all a joke for those <laughs> of you who don't understand sarcasm. Yeah. Um, weird that I have to say that. But. Yeah, um, here's what they're going to do. They're going to start off with things like that, and then it's as we get something like this shooter right here um, who had himself wrapped in a MAGA flag and was at Trump rallies and stuff like that, of course, of course this is going to extend to any potential groups that that may possibly have a domestic terrorist in them and of course, this is going to include people on the right or people who are Trump supporters. And of course, if you can't get a concealed carry permit, there's no way that you can get access to a firearm. No, Mm-mm. no, it's not possible. Mm-mm. If they don't, if they don't sign the thing saying that you can get one, it is uh, physically impossible to get a gun. Mm-hmm. And and even further than that, if you don't have it, it is it goes against the laws of physics that you would be able to carry a gun into a public place uh, because you don't have these things signed right there. It actually wouldn't be... I'm not saying this physically, but we haven't haven't discovered the possibilities yet. Science hasn't allowed for that yet. Um, I'm not saying it couldn't happen. Just like the schools are gun-free zones, so nobody brings them in there. No, you can't. You can't. It's physically impossible, obviously. Increased training. Applicants must complete at least 16 hours of in-person firearm safety training and at least two hours of training at a firing range where they must prove their shooting proficiency according to the standards to be developed by state police. Increased scrutiny of applicants. Applicants must meet for an in-person interview with the licensing officer and provide the names and contact information of their spouse or domestic partner, any other adults they live with, and say whether children are in their home. They must provide four character references. What if you don't know anyone? You know? Well, you don't have a right to defend yourself. You're saying if you don't know anyone, you don't have the right to defend yourself? 
You don't. Huh. Reviving Ammunition Sales Database. The bill revives a dormant effort to create a state database tracking ammunition sales to license holders buying certain kinds of ammunition. I read through the bill earlier today. It's a pretty lengthy bill. And, um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff in it. These are just some of the highlights. But they have got a gun license regime there in New York that you're going to have to go through. And this is just going to get taken to court. As soon as someone's permit gets denied because they posted, like, MAGA 2024 or something like that, it's just going to be back in court again. Mm-hmm. They, they literally said not to make this too broad and that they're essentially making it impossible to carry a gun anywhere. And then setting the default to a gun-free zone and you have to specify, like, the default shouldn't be... If you have the... If the Supreme Court found that you have the right to carry the gun in public, then the default can't be that it's a gun-free zone. The default would be that it, you can carry a gun unless specified otherwise. Not in New York? I guess not. But, hey, this is just a New well, York think problem. They could keep doing this, by the way. It's just like basically tie it up in litigation forever and you just can't buy a gun. So anyway, you shouldn't live in New York, by the way. That's why we have 49 other states mm-hmm. to choose from. Tennessee's not bad. Not great, but not bad. It's not the best, but, it, you know, mm-hmm. it's pretty easy. I just And, so- you know, you're close to uh, neighboring states if you need to get an abortion. Just, I mean, yeah, Illinois. Just go somewhere else. Illinois is a hop over, hop and a skip and a jump. It's not that far. Why do you think I'm there like every other weekend? You know, to get an abortion. <laughs> anyway, uh, anyway, that's that first story. That's a pretty ridiculous rule. And uh, what I, the reason we're bringing this up, okay, listen, states' rights, whatever they want to do this, <laughs> you know, let's just say that this is not going to be the only place where this happens. This is kind of the start of the we have to approve your social media before you can carry a gun. This is going to ripple out, of course. And we'll see how it plays out in New York. Maybe they're just going to be right on the up and up. They're not going to pick and choose based on your political preferences whatsoever. And we're just being not. very, mm-hmm. uh, we're just being very pessimistic here. I don't know. Okay, uh, next thing. It's not here. like we've never seen this play out before. Do you want to do the uh, the ban from Twitter thing next, just to make sure yeah. we get it out of the way? Let's do it. Let's make sure we cover it. So backstory here, which I'm I'm sure you saw, and this happened a little bit ago. Let me get to it. So Jordan Peterson was suspended from Twitter for tweeting uh, just this terrible, this uh, terrible, hateful, disgusting tweet. And uh, then today, uh, Dave Rubin was suspended from Twitter for posting a uh, screenshot of Jordan Peterson's tweet. And Peterson put out this video on The Blaze saying that he was not going to remove the tweet. He was not going to delete the tweet, said he would die before he did that. And I wanted to have this conversation with the people in the live group and with Charlie, over whether or not it is worth it to delete the tweet so you can still say the other things that you have that are important to say. I believe Tim Poole talked about this a little bit. I watched a a bit because I think it was when Spike Cohen was on there, right? And so anyway, Ben Shapiro then tweeted today, Ruben Report's now been suspended for posting news about Jordan Peterson's suspension, all because we're not allowed to mention that until five minutes ago, Elliot Page, who is very, very, very male, was a female actress named Ellen Page. Here's Dave's statement. <laughs> so That's really funny. I can't wait to hear what he has to say about this today. Who is very, very, very male. <laughs> yeah. So I've got parts of this video. I cut out some of the... I cut out the uh, the stuff that was maybe a little bit of fluff. I think we have about eight minutes of the video 
that we're going to play and we can stop and start whenever you want. But I want to thank the sponsor for today's show. That's our friend Mikel Thurup of the Expat Money Show. You've probably heard him on this podcast before. That's back on episode 330. And if you're one of the many people who are considering exploring life in another country, you absolutely have to subscribe to the Expat Money Show. Whether it's foreign residencies, second passports, asset protection, or protecting your money from the tyranny of taxation, there is no better resource than the Expat Money Show. I mean that, seriously. This is the guy to go to. Mikkel has spent over 20 years traveling the world, visiting more than 100 countries, while living in nine different countries over that time. He can help you legally eliminate your tax bill and travel the world in the process. So subscribe to the Expat Money Show today, available on all the podcast apps, YouTube, or you can find the episodes over at expatmoneyshow.com. And by the way, he's got a great online summit coming up that I'm going to put the link in the show notes to as well. A bunch of different experts who are going to show you all the benefits of living the expat lifestyle, the best ways to do it, how we can actually live a free libertarian lifestyle. That does sound pretty good. So go over to the expatmoneyshow.com and find all the links in the show notes. This is a question because I want to know, because we've had to deal with this before, and we're dealing with a shadow ban on, on TikTok right now. And this really does, when you're producing content, this is what they do. They cultivate the information that goes out there because you want to still be able to talk to your audience. And I will admit 100% that we have chosen to not post things on our social media platforms because we did not want to lose our access to those social media platforms. Now, did they ban us? No, we were just trying to not get banned. We were demonetized on Facebook after a month where we made $5,000 on video ads on Facebook. We got demonetized the next month. We were getting over a million plays on TikTok a month, sustained over a million plays on TikTok. That's now down to a couple few thousand uh, that we're getting now. 95% reduction. Yeah. And YouTube, we've gotten a couple strikes on there and had to fight our way through the algorithms on that one as well. And so should we change our content or bow down to those rules so we can keep using those platforms or just go to the others? Probably. <laughs> All right, so we'll see what Jordan Peterson has to say about it. Because uh, unlike uh, the Blaze and the Daily Wire, we don't have th that many subscribers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so does it matter whether or not you're still smaller and growing or whether or not you've reached a point where you can say, okay, hey, follow me on this thing, and then nothing really changes in your life. That's right. So it's, uh, yeah. I guess it's easier once you've made it to that status mm -hmm. to be able to say that. Here he is. I've essentially been banned from Twitter as a consequence, although technically I have been suspended. But the suspension will not be lifted unless I delete the hateful tweet in question, and I would rather die than do that. What was it that I said that caused such a fuss? Here's the tweet in question. Remember when pride was a sin and Ellen Page just had her breasts removed by a criminal physician? The response from Twitter, quote, Violating our rules against hateful conduct. You may not promote violence against, threaten, or harass other people on the basis of race, ethnicity, national origin, sexual orientation, gender, gender identity, religious affiliation, age, disability, or serious disease. By clicking delete, you acknowledge that your tweet violated the Twitter rules. If you think we've made a mistake, 
submit an appeal to us. Please note that should you do so, your account will remain locked while we review your appeal. Let's take this apart. First, it is clearly the case that I did not promote violence against or threaten anyone. So that leaves the arguably lesser sin of harass. Let's assume, since I wasn't informed, that that was the crime. And further, harassment on the basis of so-called gender identity, since Twitter did not do me the favor of actually specifying my crime, and there are many possibilities on that front, we unfortunately have to guess at why this has occurred, and that's actually a big problem in and of itself, and also indicative of the utter carelessness of the Twitter organization with regard to the propriety of its own sensorial actions. I should at least know exactly what I did wrong if I am required to acknowledge that my tweet violated the Twitter rules. What rules, you sons of bitches? Exactly. Precisely. Let's begin with... Okay. I mean, he probably broke a rule there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't call him can't call them sons of bitches. Yeah. So uh, I will say, uh, you know, so I listened to Tim Pool's take on this and, and Amanda was just saying a little bit in here as well. I will say, I do think the ban has to do with the, with the dead naming. I do know that he said criminal physician and the physician is not criminal. And in fact, in this video, he says that that is, that that was a mistake to say that, that the actions that the physician took were legal and that it was not technically a, a crime, but as far as I can tell on Twitter, it is not against their policy to call someone criminal or anything criminal or anything criminal or yeah. discuss any laws. That I mean, these high, these Putin's high, prices is criminal. Yeah, you know, and and so that is, um, yeah, he does he does compare them to I believe he he does make a Nazi surgeon comparison and and all that. So so that's one thing I I think it had to do with the with the dead naming. And we'll talk about whether because or not it that's does an important specifically thing. mention in the Twitter rules about mm -hmm. dead naming. And so, so they, the other thing is they don't tell you exactly what it is that you that you did wrong. Exactly. And that's the that precisely. Is, that's an annoying part. You know, I sent TikTok a message six weeks ago saying, "Hey, I get that you guys have terms of service, but if you could just let me know what we violated, that would be great." But the problem is we weren't officially banned. We were shadow banned, so they can't actually... Ignore. We didn't get any hits on our account. They didn't give us any warnings. They didn't say anything. They didn't delete any videos. They just... Our our views are down 97% month over month, and that didn't happen because the content all of a sudden got terrible or anything. You know, it's, it's pretty clear. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's see what else he has to say. Remember when pride was a sin? Although that is merely a factual statement, because under the old rules, applicable even a decade ago, pride was a sin and had been recognized as perhaps the cardinal's sin for thousands of years previously. It still might be regarded as unacceptable to the woke authoritarian moralists who now insist, for example, that we celebrate Pride Month, not hour or day or week, but month. I don't regard pride as a virtue. It has been classically regarded as a sin. I don't see that sexual orientation or sexual desire of any sort is something to celebrate or to take pride in. And so what I said was merely a fact. 
All right, I wanted to say something on that real quick. And if you're in the live group, then you got to see our Norm Norm McDonald joke that we played beforehand about pride. Mm -hmm. And what he says is basically where I go with the pride thing. I do think the... I, I do think the pride part is is weird. I've always thought that that was weird because, like, I'm not... I feel no sense of pride that, like, I have sex with girls, you know? I don't have any pride in that. That's yeah. it's just... It's just a thing, you know? It's kind of weird. And I think what happened was we overshot the landing zone here. Because at at a time, you know, you're being made to feel terrible and it's wrong and it's sinful and you can't do this in public and you can't do all that. And so people are made to feel really terribly about themselves. And so we say, well, we need to compensate for this. We need to, what you want to do is stop this idea that you want to uh, be intolerant or hateful towards people or treat people terribly or judgmental and all that towards what people are doing. And I agree with all that. But then they they overshoot it and they go way too far. And instead of this just being this equal thing that we all, okay, you uh, like girls, you like guys, that's cool. We all have sexual desires, I guess. It's pretty normal for a human being. Now it's like your sexual desire has become this point of pride for you, which is, it, I do find that to be kind of weird. That It is strange. <clears throat> now, I will say, I think being proud of uh, having courage like it, like, I I think for a long time. Well, I think, well, because one because of laws and two because of culture. I do think for a long time there was a lot of shame, yeah, surrounding that. And That's so what I'm I saying. Think, like, I think what's happening is they're trying to counteract the shame with with pride, but it does go way too far. And, and I think if you're proud of being uh, courageous and brave of coming to, to of coming out, like, hey, I'm gay and I'm proud that I announced that I'm gay. Yeah, you know, not that gay in of itself or whatever part of the spectrum that you're on, it like, it's just a little weird. And to have, well, first it started with parades. They <laughs> used to have a parade, and I think they still do. Mm-hmm. But now it's they have a whole month because they were just as oppressed as black people, obviously, and women. Exactly. So they have to have a whole <clears throat> a whole month dedicated to being proud. Which statistically there. turns out to be about the worst month for, I mean, a lot of bad stuff happens. during. We need to move it to a different month. I, yeah. I'm just saying. Need to go to a different month. And I think the, the other thing that, where it goes too far is that they don't, at least the activist types, to use Jordan Peterson's language here, the activist types, the loud, extreme ones, they don't just want acceptance. And that's the problem. They want you to conform to believe exactly how they believe yeah and if you don't and that's why i think this is a religion for them like this mm-hmm. is like ugh, man if you don't pray and you're going straight to hell and i can't associate with you i can't hang out with you no more um and then you become hated because you don't believe the way that they do mm-hmm. and i think that's the biggest problem and you know, back on whether why he got banned, I think it is for the dead naming. But regardless, you should be able to have this culture war. Um, now again, live group's gonna hate me. <laughs> Twitter's a private company; <laughs> they could ban him for using the word "the" since it's now trademarked <laughs> by a university. Um, they could ban him for any reason. They could ban him because they don't like him, which is more likely the case. 
that they're they're starting to ban these other folks that they don't like um, because they say uh, things that don't fit the the narrative, and that's fine. They're a private company, but in this in in I like what Elon Musk says. I know you don't like it when he refers to it as a public square, like on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that that's true. And in a culture war, you should be able to say things like you think that it's criminal that a doctor can perform this type of surgery when the data backs up that there's a lot of regret after it happens, um, overwhelming data on that. And, of course, people will shoot back with all kinds of other data. But uh, if you look at the, the actual studies, they're, it's pretty bad on that side. <laughs> I love it when he gets into the reason that he said it the way that he said it, because it sounds like an argument I would have with my wife about something just overly specific and literal verba- verbatim about things that just annoys the hell out of people. And so let's, uh, let's get through that part. And we got plenty of thoughts on this. Now, it's possible that I hurt someone's feelings because I pointed out that pride goes before, for example, a fall, but I don't care about that, would do it again. Next phrase to interrogate. I get in trouble. And Ellen Page. Now, why did I stop there? Because in all likelihood, it was this seemingly innocuous phrase, including the name of a well-known actress, there I'm in trouble again, that likely resulted in my ban I committed the fatal crime of what has come to be known in the appalling sensorial terminology of the insane activists as dead naming. So I should have either called him, her, they, Elliot, instead of Ellen, although as we will discover, that would have made it impossible for me to say what I wanted to and need to say in the remaining phrases. The next phrase is, just had her breasts removed. This bit suffers from a very similar problem. I employed the forbidden pronoun her when Elliot, Ellen, is now to be regarded as a he or else. But there's a conundrum here to say the least. And was Elliot slash Ellen a she or a he when she or he or they had his or her or their breasts removed? If he or she was a he, then why was it necessary to have the mastectomy? And how could those I am writing to make sense of what I was saying if it was his breasts that were removed? Were those male breasts or female breasts that were removed? If they were male breasts, then why were they removed? If they were female breasts and had therefore become objectionable to the degree that surgery generally reserved for cancer treatment was required, was morally obligatory, then wasn't Elliot still Ellen and he still she? How could I possibly have written that sentence in any sensible manner? Now, I will say, good stop there. (laughs) I will say that I think he's wrong, that men do have mastectomies quite often. Yeah. There there are quite a few men, and actually, I mean, this runs in my family, that have larger man boobs than typical. (laughs) Um, And they get mastectomies all the time to remove additional breast tissue um, that typically wouldn't be there. Um, but it's a it's a genetic thing. And so there are lots of men who get breast tissue removed. Um, and it's not just women, yeah. by the way. And it's not just reserved for cancer patients. I understand what he's trying to say. And I don't necessarily agree with the premise of I should be allowed to make this point. But also I can say that 
I think he's wrong. I think he's point. I think he's reaching for an explanation right now as to why mm -hmm. he had to say it that way for the statement to make sense. Right. Like if it sounds more. Yeah, it sounds. If she was already a he, then why did he have to remove female breasts? Then at the point that he had his breasts removed, then that wouldn't make any sense. At that point, it was she had her breasts mm -hmm. removed and then became he after that. You know, so I understand the very specific literal point that he's trying to make right there. Yeah. Um, and I think you should be able to say it, of right. course. Right. Even if I, you know, I do think this is an but important. He is wrong about men getting mastectomies that I, happens. I do think this is an important conversation because there does seem to be a push towards uh, this. I do think that there is a, a bit of a trans push right now, and I do find it to be kind of weird, and I do think it's kind of dangerous for children. And he's about to, about to talk about that. I guess I'll say it because we're already stopped right now. Um, and that's my biggest problem with their whole agenda. Yeah, that's the weird is part. The kids. Because, okay, imagine this. Now, I was thinking about this because I had my, because I, I know someone who has a family member who happens to be like, oh, I don't know, like 14 years old. Okay. Mm. And things have changed. You know a guy that knows. I know a guy. That knows a lady. Things, things have changed. And uh, there, there's been uh, difficult times that all women go through at, at some point in their early lives that they have to go through. And I think what's really confusing here is you're going from being this kid to this, this change, this natural hormonal shift that happens, and the same kind of thing that happens for boys. And I wonder if a kid can tell the difference between all this stuff is happening to me, I don't like it right now, I don't feel like I, like I used to, it must mean that I should be the way that I was beforehand, and this change is not particularly fun to go through at the moment, whether it's a girl going through all that or a boy. I don't really like this change that's happening right now. That must mean that naturally I should be the way that I was before this, before this change happened, because that's how I felt most normal. That's how I felt my entire life. And so this change that's happening, this obviously isn't right. I must be in the wrong body at this point, because this is all really weird. I don't belong here. And so the issue I have with this is can a child determine the difference in those two things and going through puberty and actually just being someone who is born in the wrong body? No. No. The answer is no. The answer is no. But clearly no. And so I do find this to be... My son still wants to be a truck. Okay? <laughs> He's five and still wants to, like, he doesn't want to just drive a truck. He wants to be a truck. He thinks he's in the wrong place <laughs> because he he can't ramp the ramps like the trucks can, and he wants to do that. All right. He, he kind look, of— I feel for him. I mean, life would probably be easier as a truck. And I will say— he got one job. I know that what I just said was— Transfender. Uh, was not— <laughs> <laughs> What I just said was not the best way to say. I have not read any of the books on any of this, and I'm sure they all go into whatever it was that I had an epiphany on last week about this. As uh, I was talking to my friend who has a family member who's going through some of these uh, things. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure I probably didn't say it all correctly, but that was really just a... Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Red Bull. Look at this massive Red Bull that Charlie just ran through. That's Red how you know. That's how you know he had a, a really exciting Fourth of July yesterday. Mm -hmm. I've never seen Charlie walk into the office with a twenty ounce Red Bull and empty it out. Now it is sugar free, mm -hmm. so you know 
I guess you're making good decisions. So. And I don't even have to. I don't even have to pee. <laughs> yeah. There so. you go. Just absorbing all of that. Mm. Let's see what Soaking else he has to say. Whatsoever. And Elliot Page just had his breasts removed. Was he Elliot then? When exactly? Exactly. He was definitely Ellen at some point in the past, or so indicate all his, her, them, their film credits. Will all those have to be reshot since they employed the hated dead name? That doesn't exist, by the way, that dead name category, except in the sensorial and addled minds of a tiny fraction of insanely narcissistic and increasingly dangerous trans activists. And so it was impossible to communicate what had happened to my audience without apparently running afoul of the impossible and absurd rules that now hypothetically govern morality itself in the days of the degenerated postmodern and Marxist ethos that we must still, no matter how impossible it is, abide by or else. And you might object, Ellen slash Elliot is an adult, 30-something, and fully capable of making up his, her, their own mind about such things, and she, he, they are welcome from the liberal and the libertarian position to go to hell in a handbasket as she, he, they see fit, and fair enough, to some degree. But I don't believe it is either merely picayune or inappropriate to point out that Ellen slash Elliot, who is quite a good actor slash actress, is also a ritual model for emulation. Being a star with all the privileges and, let us point out, the responsibilities that go along with that. So by acquiescing to this surgery and by publicizing it, by insisting upon the sanctity and the moral virtue of his, her, their new, expensive, dangerous, and medically enhanced identity, and by participating in the whole identity charade, Alan slash Elliot has undoubtedly, with his, her, their so-called courage, enticed many a poor, confused adolescent girl, most likely, to blame her emergent, pubescent self-consciousness, confusion, and discomfort on being born in the wrong body and believing that the courageous, self-affirming, and morally admirable route is hormonal treatment, sterilization, subjugation to a lifetime of expensive medical complication, how delightfully profitable is that, and misery. And I believe firmly that Ellen slash Elliot or whatever the hell her name or his name is, bears moral culpability for that. And I'm not taking down that tweet or Gosh. acknowledging that my tweet violated the Twitter rules. Up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who. Twitter's a rat hole in the final analysis, and I have probably contributed to that while trying to use, understand, and master that horrible, toxic platform. No doubt, I owe some apologies for that, and I'm trying to learn, but it's a relief, in some real sense, to be banned. And I regard it under the present conditions as a badge of honor. That pretty much does it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's now, it right there. I, I will say I agree with some of that and disagree with some of that mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there, which is, of course, he did he did uh, shout shout down libertarian position. Um, and But I think that the libertarian position is true in that sense that as an adult, I mean, you can we believe in self-ownership. If you want to modify your body in any way, go for it.
And I don't think just, you bear any extra responsibility because you're someone who people may or may not look up to. That still responsibility lies on that person or that person's well, parents. Now, I will say in a, in a moral sense, you do. But no one, you, the, the government doesn't get to control that. No. Right? I mean, you know, for instance, Michael Jordan or whatever, the, like the only, the only people you really have to answer to at that point is your, your advertisers and people giving you work. Right? Because if you don't, obviously your advertisers want you to uphold a sense of morality. For instance, Tiger Woods. Okay? The dude didn't do anything legally wrong. But uh, morally, some people find it reprehensible that he, um, well, according to Norm MacDonald, he didn't cheat on his wife compared to the amount of opportunities. Statistically, didn't cheat. But um, morally, he did. And he lost major sponsors like AT&T and others dropped him because they didn't want him to be the role model uh, of their brand in this type of way. And so that's the, really the only adherence you have to these um these type of moral principles. So I don't think he's wrong in the sense of morality, but in the legally speaking, and I think he even mentions this in this is that the difference between legality and morality is, com- is completely different. Actually, he mentions that when he talks about abortion, you know, things that necessarily aren't morally good, aren't always illegal. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I think there's a big difference there that you have to separate. Now you can certainly believe that someone who holds a position of uh, of emulation or or uh, people that strive to emulate you that you do have some personal moral culpability that you should set standards but at the same time no government can hold you to anything in that sense no and he's not calling for the government to hold him to to hold anyone to that no, I just um, want to make that clear because he did say well you know the liberals and libertarians don't think you have any and it's not that it's not that libertarians don't think or liberals for that matter don't think that you have any responsibility uh, you know as someone who holds um who holds a position like that it's not that they don't think you have any responsibility they just don't think that 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 we have any control over that so to the question of the day that i wanted to pose to the live group and let's uh because there's a lot of people that disagree with peterson let's pretend it's about something else that you would agree on so put yourself in the position of caring about this that much. Is it worth it to delete the tweet? Or are you admitting some type of, are you admitting that you were wrong when you delete the tweet? And, and what does that mean? I don't think so. I don't. I Which don't, one? I don't think he should delete it. Okay. I don't. I disagree. I also listened to Tim Pool, the, the Tim cast on this as well. I disagree with that stance. I do think that standing up for what you believe in personally, like you, you're the one that has to look yourself in the mirror and go to sleep at night. And what is your moral compass say? Um, it's the same reason why I don't think you should vote for someone you don't believe in. Right. Even if, you, even if they're guaranteed to lose. Right. I, I just don't believe to me there to me, I believe honor is a moral virtue and I believe honoring yourself above everything else, which is like, I am not going to participate in this because I, I couldn't live with myself let me, if I did that. Let me take the other side of the Go argument. Ahead. You know what I would do? I would delete the tweet. And I just had that realization this morning when I was listening to this video for a very specific reason. They say that you would delete the tweet to acknowledge 
that you violated Twitter's rules or terms of service. To me, that is a different thing than deleting the tweet to acknowledge that you were wrong or that your position is wrong. By deleting, you are acknowledging that you violated Twitter's rules. Not that you were wrong. Not that your opinion is wrong. Not that everyone else is right. You're admitting that you violated this platform's rules. And that's it. So if you think about it that way, are you still giving up all of that moral fortitude by deleting it if you did, in fact, violate Twitter's rules? Because you could say he did violate Twitter's rules. And they're not saying to admit that you were wrong. They're saying admit that you broke our rules and you can come back. Regardless of how arbitrary or wrong you think the rules are. It doesn't are. matter. Yeah. You delete it and acknowledge that you broke their rules. Mm-hmm. Does that mean you agree with the rules? I see where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. I do see where you're coming from. However, mm, I, I'm trying to think if, if I were in this position, uh, would I delete it? And I think the answer would be no. I don't think I would. And here's the other thing I think that's going to happen. We've been saying this for a long time, but, and I think this is, this is going to happen a lot sooner than I thought. The woke left is going to eat themselves. Mm-hmm. Like they're now taking down that. Well, they took down Trump. Now they're going to take down Jordan Peterson and Dave Rubin and a lot of other mostly liberal, somewhat conservative. They clearly voices. only took down Dave Rubin because he's gay. Right. That's the, that's the main reason. Yeah. That's what I would go with <laughs> if I were him. Did you but tweet that? No, I haven't yet. <laughs> I should, though. Yeah. Um, and so I, I really think that once you start doing these types of things, then you're losing, you're, you'll lose the culture war, in essence, because you're, you're not fighting fair, so to speak. You're not allowing the, the debate to happen and for people to have differences of opinions. And I think much like the Soviet Union fell... And, you know, all these other ideologies, they they fail because it's impossible to keep up. With well, we this. know it'll fail. It's just a question of how many of us are they going to take down with them? Mm-hmm. If we thought they weren't going to fail, we wouldn't be so opposed to the ideology. We're opposed to the ideology because the ideology is going to fail. Mm-hmm. Everything that they try to do is going to fail. But how many of us are we going to allow them to take down with them? And so how long do you allow that to keep going? And. And, and I will say, like, I obviously disagree with Twitter's rules on this. And, I, you know, I think if Elon actually does do the takeover, which it's seeming like he is still trying to do that. We keep losing audio. It's getting pretty annoying. Uh, it is seeming like he's still trying to do that. Um, I, I think that uh, I think obviously Elon is going to not do this whole thing where you have to delete. And by the way, one more thing I will mention, they uh, they have you delete it instead of them deleting it, of course. And we've talked about this, this whole, you know, this whole Maoist struggle session that they're doing. And um, I think it might actually be different from that. I think they're trying to get around some laws because they're not the ones that are deleting the tweet. I think that when they have you delete the tweet, it takes away that Section 230, are we becoming an editor right. at that time? Are we a publisher? Are we a publisher? Sorry, yeah. yeah. It takes you away from being a publisher. So that's an interesting uh, interesting idea right there. Anyway, uh, let, let us know what you think on whether or not you would delete the tweet. And aside from that, remember, I, I do think 
you're not admitting that what you said was wrong. You're admitting that what you said violated their rules. Uh, but on the other side, what about the idea but How that, can to his point, though, how can you admit that you violated rules if you don't know what the rule that you violated is? But he knows what it is. He's he said it's the it's likely the dead naming thing. Likely. He, he knows that it's the he Ellen, wants to know exactly her. Yeah. Precisely, you sons of bitches. <laughs> but we all know what it what it was, and he likely uh, knew it when he posted. People don't even agree. The people think it's either criminal physician or dead. It name. can't be the criminal physician part. A we lot call of people we, think we, it we is. Literally, people make a sport out of and calling people criminals on Twitter. Part of, I mean, a pretty smart person in our group thinks it is. I mean, <laughs> she's uh she's pretty she's pretty dope. I, I think was, the criminal the criminal on top of the sex change. Uh, of the operation saying that that process was criminal inferring that that's criminal just adds on top of that whole thing. But they're pretty, they've been pretty specific about the dead naming and the pronouns and stuff. Well, and, and it's look, stupid. Hang, Listen, hang, Hey, hey b- well, hang on a second. Genital mutilation is, <laughs> it's illegal in a lot of States mm-hmm, by mm-hmm. the way. So look up state law. Gen- genital <laughs> mutilation is, is illegal many places does that, in the United States. Does that include a voluntary procedure? Probably not, okay. but I'm just saying <laughs> okay. that. And also, to his what, what he's saying is, to his point, is that this was criminal for, for thousands of years, essentially. Yeah. Like, if we're going to go based on the Supreme Court and our yeah. nation's history and traditions, I mean, you know, like, yeah. this was... And, and pride was a sin for a long time. And we should stop again, women I, from dancing, too. And again, I agree... <laughs> Again, I agree that that the United States isn't a you know a theological nation or or whatever. Um, that's not what freedom means. But at the same time, how how is what he said not appropriate in the culture war from that standpoint? It, and that's that's what bothers me the most about these things. Mm-hmm. And then Dave Rubin did a screenshot of it. Yeah, and and they banned him for it now. And then Ben Shapiro just put up. A screenshot yeah. with some other words, and so we'll see what happens there, too. Ellen Page was trending on Twitter earlier today. El- Ellen Page yeah. was trending after Ben Shapiro's tweet. And she's dead. And then Jordan Peterson joined the Daily Wire, and that's why Ben Shapiro's getting involved mm-hmm. in this. It's obviously advantageous for him to yeah. uh, push this whole thing as far as it can go. And oh, the Blaze was, Blaze was quick to react and get Peterson's response on a video as well. And so they're all jumping on this as quick as they can. And I do think this is an important thing. We've said a million times, I don't think either one of us care about whatever gender anyone wants to be. I I don't care. I'll even call you her or she or him or, or whatever. I truly, and it's not because I'm bowing down. It's because honestly, I don't care. And I just want to get to something that I do care about. And so for fear of me sitting in the room too long with someone that I don't care about, I will just call them whatever they want. That's really it. Yeah. And, and 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 so we don't care about this, but when it comes to kids, we're getting kind of weird here. We're getting kind of criminal, I do believe. While it not may not be criminal everywhere yet, I do think that there's a major problem. And we're talking about irreversible damage that some people are incurring, probably because they were going through puberty and didn't understand what that meant. And they were fed all these lines and ideas from activists. Well, and they're and yeah, their body, to... their body literally hasn't stopped developing yet. So yeah, they have. They don't know. They don't. We talk about this all the time. Kids don't know. They don't know anything. I don't know anything. 
<laughs> okay? And my kid definitely knows way less than I know. Probably. Way less. Yeah. Now, it doesn't stop him from arguing with me, and I don't know where he got that from. It's no way. No clue. No <laughs> clue. Probably a TV show or something. Does yeah. he play a lot of argumentative video games at home? Yesterday. I was. I can't remember what I was telling him. I was telling him something. He's like, no, I wasn't doing that. I was like, yeah, you were. He's like, no, I wasn't. I was like, please stop arguing with me. He's like, I'm not arguing with you. I'm like, you're arguing with me now about arguing with me. He's like, no, I'm not. And I'm like, oh, if I didn't love you, I would punch you over the hill in the backyard. But I love you to death. You heard it here first, folks. Charlie wants to hit his child. Okay, let's go home. It's after one now. We if had I, a couple other stories I wanted to go If I didn't through, love him. We have plenty of content. And I said I love my son. Tomorrow we got a couple interviews, by the way, that I haven't let Charlie know about. Um, Clint from Liberty Lockdown is going to be coming on, and also Robbie the Fire, uh, also booked for tomorrow. Bernstein. Bernstein. Bern, Bernstein. Is uh, coming on as well. So Stein. Busy day tomorrow, and we're likely to have an episode before that because those occur in the afternoon slash night. And I probably won't so, be here. Probably not. Mm, That's no. why I didn't even bother to tell you. It's Wednesday, <laughs> and uh, Chuck... Chuck doesn't do Wednesdays anymore. Yep. (laughs) Kidding. All right, y'all. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share the show with a friend, a family member, a foe, and the children, the woke mob, and uh, all those crazy conservatives out there. Share it with all of them. Share it with Ben Shapiro um, because we turned down the initial offer from Daily Wire. But we'll take another one. (laughs) This gif. Magoo. So... Share the show with a friend. Leave us a rating and review, please. Uh, takes two minutes, tops. Uh, about 10 seconds on Spotify. You just hit the five stars there. And then on Apple Podcasts, just write a nice little thing about Nate. Tell him how much you love him. And that's good for the algorithms because we're getting shadow banned everywhere else. <laughs> and uh, we really do need y'all's help. And we appreciate it. Um, obviously, I mean, we have no plans on shutting down the show, but they have really taken away almost all of our income producing things for doing this. Mm -hmm. And so uh, it's becoming uh, more difficult on that front. Just us, the live group, and BetterHelp against the world right now. Yeah. And uh, I think like uh, Angie's List or something, Mm -hmm. you know, Home Advisor or whatever. Every now and then. (laughs) So we really do need you guys' help sharing and uh, those types of things and signing up for the live group. Join gml.com. We're only asking for six bucks a month. The Daily Wire is like up to fifteen now. Yeah. Why would you want to? And subscribe they don't have there? us. They've We're, got idiots like Jordan Peterson. Yeah. Why would you pay for them? <laughs> yeah. Oh well, why fifteen bucks a month? That's a lot of money in these times. <laughs> you could see. Think about how many more fireworks you could purchase only doing six bucks a month to some good quality Liberty content. Mm. I mean, this stuff ain't no such thing as a free breakfast. All right. In the good morning Liberty Land. All right, y'all. Do everything I said, and if you do that, we'll be back again tomorrow. Hope you have a good day and a good morning, Liberty.